Welcome to the Web 2.0 show. Episode 36, Yikes Sight. I'm Josh Owens. And I'm Chris Saylor. The Web 2.0 show profiles the hottest people behind the latest technologies. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, thanks. We have uh, Jeff Ward with us from uh, Yikes Sight. I guess you guys used to be called Asa... How do you say it? Asabike. Asabike. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly the, the reason why we uh, renamed the app. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So go ahead and tell us about Yikesite. Okay, well, Yikesite, it's a content management system, and uh, we've been using it in-house for our own clients for a little better part of four years, and uh, it's been going really good. We've got a lot of... Uh, really good feedback from our clients. So this year, we are uh, packaging it and branding it for public, uh, to launch it publicly, so anybody can come along and sign up. And uh, yeah, so we're just about to launch uh, within the next month or so, or yeah, a month and a half or so. So uh, why another CMS? Um, well, good question. Um, we, uh, we, initially, when we were setting up content management stuff for our clients, which on paper it sounds really good. Clients really like the idea of being able to edit their site. And um, so we, we shopped around for a, a lot of different solutions and we used a, a bunch of different kinds. And at the end of the day, it was just really hard to train our clients to use these really uh, really cool CMSs that had did a lot of really neat things. But um, 99% of the time, our clients really just wanted to make a change, edit uh, one small thing, insert a picture. So um, it's uh, really easy to use. And I guess our mantra is easily trainable. So we need to be able to train an administrative staff at a nonprofit organization, for example, or um, you know the sole proprietor who needs just to just get a website up there. We need to be able to train them very quickly. And I think we've solved that uh, really well. And uh, it's very simple, easy to use. We're just trying to yeah, be really good at editing a page and keep it simple for yeah. our clients. Yeah, and now you guys are almost like a, yeah, a hybrid between a wiki and a CMS. I, I was poking around in it yesterday and, and playing with it, and you guys have edit links like right on the bottom of the page, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we put that there, um, an edit and actually an admin link right at the bottom of the page, and um, we... That's uh, it's not for every, anybody to edit the site. That's just for the client, and um, so the process is: uh, if the client wants to edit a certain page. They click an edit link at the bottom of if, of every page, and it's it's kind of inconspicuous, and and uh, we feel it's a small design uh, choice to pay for um, clients being able to to just really get it. So. When I explained uh, to a client that at the bottom of every page we put a little tiny edit link, and it can say edit or it can be an invisible, you know, image or something like that. But to be able to tell a client, you can click edit. Then once they log in, we load the same page, and it's a kind of edit in place type of type of setup. So um, they, I explained to them that you see your exact same web page, but with editor buttons, and I have to explain, you know, just like Word, just like you're, you're comfortable and used to. And then you hit save page, and it goes back to the same page that uh, you were just looking at, but with your changes saved. And just that little bit there is just totally impresses clients, and they just they think it's uh, the greatest thing because they can edit their own website. It's like a gimmick to them. They yeah. just really think it's neat. No, it's definitely a good thing. I mean, it, it's it's very easy to comprehend and, and use for sure. 
I um, sometimes get scared when I look at other CMS products. <laughs> so you guys recently changed your name, as, as we kind of touched on a second ago. Uh, how come you changed your name, and uh, how, how exactly did you go about doing it? We certainly tried on the podcast, and it didn't work out so hot. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, well, yeah, I guess we did something kind of similar, um, except we, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys are familiar with uh, when you're trying to name an app, um, you sit in front of a domain name search and you just you know, see what's available and, and this and that. Um, I just kept hearing from a lot of different sides, different uh, blogs and, and uh, business mentors of mine, that uh, you know your 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 name should be memorable. It should be um, short, easy to say, easy to when you hear it. Be able to type it into a domain uh, to a to web browser and and uh, or search for it. So this the product name that we were using uh, worked really well for us. Um, it, the name was Asabike, which is a uh, an Aboriginal word for making a net, or in our case we would say uh, making the internet. So. Um, we were the only people who really needed to pronounce that word, so uh, it kind of worked out well. But uh, now that we are launching publicly, we want something that is yeah easy to say. And, and my big thing with having a name like Asabike was when you say it over the phone, somebody needs to uh, you know be able to know what I'm talking about and type it into a browser. So we shortlisted four names, and one of the options was keeping the uh, the Asabike name. And uh, we put up a website called namemyapp.com. And uh, you guys actually had a post on your blog. I guess uh, Darren put that up. So that was pretty cool of him. Um, we got a lot of traffic from your site on that. So, uh, yeah, so we had four four names, and we let people vote on them, which uh, was kind of scary. And uh, you don't see a lot of people doing that, especially something with, with regards to branding and, you know, you know, trademarking and all those kind of worries. But we threw those worries aside and, uh, yeah, picked four names. And one of them was Yikesite. And uh, that was, uh, most people voted for that. And on the site, you can actually, uh, people left comments about each name. And uh, a lot of uh, really positive comments about each of the names and a lot of really funny and some negative comments. And it was a really good learning experience. So glad we did it. And Yikesite won, so we chose that. And at uh, RailsConf, I was able to... Uh, stand up at the open mic and uh, announce the new name. So here we are. You excited? Cool. Have you actually thought about maybe um, turning Name My App into uh, to a service or leasing it out to someone else who needs to rename their app? Yeah, I have thought about that. And we have the code for that. And also uh, launchmyapp.com is another idea of ours to uh, kind of do a similar thing but with the whole process of uh, launching an app. Hmm. But, um, yeah. Would be a good idea. So, um, actually, how long did it take you to uh, to build uh, Yagsite? Well, um, initially we built. Uh, it's gone through many incarnations through uh, PHP and Classic ASP and .NET. And uh, last year we were um, about to go through a redesign and looking at ASP .NET uh, 2.0, getting really excited about that. And Rails kept flashing up on the radar, so said, uh, well, forget it, let's just uh, try out this Rails thing, and it's, yeah, it's been awesome. So that was able, we were able to uh, develop it quite rapidly. Um, I think I did the, the prototype in uh, my spare time in a, in a few weeks and then got uh, switched over one of my existing clients, and uh, slowly we've been switching the, uh, the rest of our existing clients uh, into kind of our private beta, I guess you could say. But, um, 
yeah, the site, uh, you know, we're still constantly developing it, the, pr- the prototyping and getting it uh, into production mode is, you know, a few weeks. That's awesome. It, it's actually pretty amazing how fast you can go. Um, Josh and I are currently rebuilding the Web 2.0 show uh, website and with a, you know, a custom podcasting platform, and it's taken us two yeah, and a half days, we, three days. We started <laughs> on Friday and it's Sunday, so. <laughs> That's awesome. We've built quite a number of rail sites, so you know we're not starting out fresh. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, a dozen plugins later, and uh, you know, a few scaffold resources, <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely That's awesome. need to put something together. So, uh, um, one thing I, I don't quite understand with your service, um, people use the CMS to change their content, but where does their content actually live? Is it on your server, or do they have another server, and it uses FTP, or how exactly does that work? Uh, well, it's a hosted service, so all of the, the sites and uh, images and content is, is on our server. Okay, so they just use uh, like DNS forwarding to get it to your server? Yep, they just make a CNAME or a, right. or a record to, uh, to our our uh, IP or our domain name and yeah just starts working at their new domain name and uh, they also get a temporary URL so myname.yikesite.com and uh, with our free plan everybody gets uh, gets a uh, you know subdomain name of yikesite.com and then paid paying plans um, can do the DNS redirection yeah cool yeah well, here's a question that's uh, that's a favorite among the listeners. Um, what tools do you use to build your apps, like desktop apps or web services? Mm, okay. Like for collaboration or, you know, building the apps themselves? Yeah. Um, well, I'm proud to say that I'm a, I'm a Mac switcher from PC. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that, for me, in the last, uh, you know, eight or nine months has, has been uh, the biggest productivity gain, gain or change in, in how I work. But um, in terms of web services, we use uh, uh, Basecamp for project management um, and for, for programming the app, of course, uh, TextMate and Photoshop and the, the usual suspects. Um, I've actually been checking out Coda recently. It's a pretty cool app. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, I've been checking out that, really enjoying that. And uh, I don't know, I am back and forth for uh, developers and, yeah. What do you think about Coda? Um, I actually really like Coda. I think it's it's uh, got a little ways to go, but um, my trial will end in seven days, and I think I might buy it. Now, have you used CSS Edit? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, I was wondering about Coda because it you know it integrates the uh, the FTP and the and the terminal. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I've already got iTerm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it's nice for for certain things for design. Um, doing CSS and that kind of thing with the preview right in there. It uses uh, uh, Apple's WebKit, so you basically you, you save your uh, your change and the, you know the, the, it's like a multi-pane multi yeah multi-pane editor. So you hit save and the changes just show up right there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty good. It uses Subetha edit, doesn't it? Yes, yeah, and that's that's kind of neat. my first exper- experience with that. It's, it's not fun. too slow. I, I've heard bad things about Subetha edit being kind of slow before. Um, well, we've just done a couple of tests between a couple of us in the office, oh, and cool. yeah, it worked fine. Cool. Yeah, actually, you subbed that it for the first time um, to do some joint hacking at RailsConf. You know, I loaded it up to see if there's any uh, shared files at RailsConf, and I couldn't 
couldn't find any. Like for taking notes and that kind of thing. So some people, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, group, I never thought about that. And group Just note taking. He didn't think about it. That'd be cool. <laughs> 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 no, we are actually, uh, what did we start? Hmm? What did we start building? I'm trying to remember. We, um, oh, uh, that's right. They did the presentation on the new, um, the new Atom, um, Atom publishing format, and so we were gonna. We actually started building a plugin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, uh, do you guys have an API for Yikes site or not yet? Or um, well, we have a, uh, a design API for the uh, building of the templates, and it just kind of opens up some uh, models in our in our database for people to be able to loop through their pages and build menus and that kind of thing. So um, we have, yeah, design API, and we're using, uh, for everybody who's uh, interested in Rails, we're using um, theme, the theme support uh, plugin and uh, liquid templates. So uh, we're able to open up quite a bit of functionality there. In terms of uh, API, like a more of a RESTful web services type of API, we don't yet, but uh, definitely see the value in having something like that. So that'll probably be a... Um, you know, a couple months down the road uh, release, but for now, just the design API. Yeah. Have you guys looked at any tools like, I know, I don't know, this is probably a weird one, but I use Mars Edit to do blogging sometimes. Have you looked at, at maybe incorporating some kind of, uh, like, meta weblog API to allow people to post stuff or edit stuff? So you use our service to post to other blogs? No, um, use, like, Mars Edit to actually... Remotely edit your uh, your CMS content that's on your server. Uh, no, haven't. Um, see, something like that involves more training of of like at least the types of clients that I work with. Um, that would be uh, yeah, just add too more technical. training, I think. And, and like I said, yeah, too technical. And the, the mantra, like I said, of the app is to be right. easily trainable. But no, that's cool. I mean, it would be um, with the API. Maybe somebody will. We'll build that into it. <laughs> now, obviously, you charge your clients for this uh, um, this service. How much? How did you decide on your on your cost structure? Um, well, that uh, again is something back and forth, back and forth. Uh, you know, trying to figure out what what is fair, and we don't want to un- underprice the the service and overprice it. Um, but what what I actually did was I went to uh, a lot of the the web apps that. Um, that I either use or, or I think were kind of similar. And I, I took screenshots of all of the different sign-up pages, and I had them up on my, my monitor and just kind of hmm. went back and forth saying, okay, how much uh, megabytes uh, storage do these people give and how much are people giving away for free? And just kind of found a happy medium and, and uh, you know, asked a couple of my clients what they would pay and um, you know, came up with a different monthly cost structure based off that. So you guys, do you guys lease your own servers, or how do you um, how do you handle your infrastructure? We have a dedicated server right now. Um, something that kind of uh, rocked our world a l- little bit from RailsConf was um, the idea of doing virtualization on like a server. So you have um, like using Zen virtualization, for example, for doing like your DB, and one for doing your app, and one for doing your load balancer, and so we're actually um, before we launch, we're uh, we're looking at setting up something like that. Yeah, that's actually something I'm I'm working on with SteelPixel. So we're gonna offer that to our customers shortly, hopefully. 
well, maybe it'll be uh, your first customer. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So have you, um, have you done any sort of community marketing to uh, help spread the word about your product? Um, well, the, uh, to be honest, the name my app.com thing was a, a big, um, a big reason we did that was to, uh, to build a bit of a, a base of people to launch something too. Um, so that, that was a, a really good idea, um, as well for, for finding the name, but also for, um, oh, just some awareness. Like for example, it, uh, it gave me a really good, uh, excuse, I guess, to contact some some of the popular blogs, like you guys, for example. Um, emailed Darren, and, and he uh, he put that up there, so that was cool. Um, through that uh, through that uh, that project, I was able to um, you know email and communicate with some of uh, my I guess business idols, <laughs> like uh, uh, Seth Godin and Guy Kawasaki. I just emailed them and said, "Hey, what do you think of this?" and and uh, yeah, they responded back, which was pretty cool. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was really, really good, uh, you know, kind of foot in the door and, and a bunch of other uh, people as well. And uh, a bunch of people, or a few people at least, have uh, written about us, or at least the Name My App thing on their blogs. So, um, yeah, that was a good kind of tool. And yeah, and bring me a little bit outside of my, give me an excuse to be, go out of my comfort zone and, you know, email you guys and yeah it's, it's worked out good yeah that's definitely um, always a good thing and uh, of course RailsConf was a, a really good uh, um, communication just meeting other developers and um, they had the open mic demo session which uh, I guess you were at uh, Chris yeah. yeah I actually saw you give it <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that was a good idea just being involved in, in the community that way in, at least in the development community um, and since then it's a bunch of I've seen a couple of uh, people blog about the egg site. And uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll be launching our product uh, product blog. So that will be... Yeah. Is that kind of what you guys are yeah. thinking? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. One question I would have is, do you guys have any... Have you put any thought or uh, do you have any ideas on how to reach kind of the, the more non-technical population that, that your site's directed at? Mm-hmm. Um, Yes and no. We like I, I'm not uh, you know the, the number one marketer for you know um, yeah just product marketing. This this is something that I'm kind of getting uh, used to. Um, so we've uh, we've hired a couple of um, I guess business business mentors um, and they're they're helping us through, through that. But I think the route that I really want to go is marketing to um, web developers and their clients um, because I think with our CMS. Um, there is a need for to keep the designer kind of in the loop through through the process. So, um, just kind of replicating what we have been, the process we've been using. So, with our clients, so we, we do the design and uh, set them up using our own API in, in, into the the content management system. Um, just we want to market that and not have to be the ones to do the design. So, I guess um, yeah, a huge part of our marketing efforts will be to web designers and web developers. So are you going to offer like a reseller plan for web designers who want to sign up a bunch of clients? Yeah, that's what we're we're looking at, and I think um, we might do something similar in the next uh, week or two. Maybe um, by the time the podcast airs, is is do a similar thing, um, like name my app. But uh, you know, say how how would developers and des- designers want to be, um, how they would want to be involved in the in the the financial 
transaction. Um, so there, there's a number of ways we could go. Um, d designers could just bill their clients directly each month, and uh, we give the uh, the designer a discount. Or there's um, you know, coupon codes and referral codes, and we've looked at all of them. And um, yeah, I think we need to bring that back to the community and uh, get further input. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think uh, anyway you can offer the. I don't know. I, it's probably the number one question I get with uh, selling hosting is people are like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a designer or developer and I have clients and I want to resell this hosting to them. You know, can they can they get their own username and password and get in? And to me, it's not something that, that I want to do at Steel Pixel. That's not something that we've done yet. But um, I, I think there's definitely a huge market for it. Mm -hmm. So I think supporting it would probably be a a good way for you guys to, to get clients quickly. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, actually, I want to I want to switch track a little bit and uh, get back to RailsConf. Um, what was your favorite session? Oh, um, favorite session. Well, actually, more than the sessions, I I would say I really enjoyed the the keynote speakers, um, all the keynote presentations, um, simply because. It's it's not uh, every day you get to hear, um, you know, the, the superstars of, of Rails, uh, you know, the celebrities speak and kind of get their input and, and uh, vision of where they feel the, the Rails community is going. And mm -hmm. I think just con conferences in general for me is more about um, the human interaction, uh, less about learning uh, lines and bits of code because you, you can, most everybody there has a blog and you can um, learn a lot about, uh, you, know, you, you, you could take the initiative and, and Figure out the coding stuff. Of course, that was all, a lot of those. The sessions were very valuable, but um, yeah, I'd say listening to all the uh, the keynotes. Were you in the uh, the session where they they played the cricket sound file while the guy was doing <laughs> <No>. the, the <laughs> session? No. <laughs> yeah, apparently um, that one got pretty bad. I think Chris was. I, <laughs> I was actually in that. Um, well, it's it's hard to do live coding when there's only one person. So what it, you know, there's like because there's some downtime while you're setting some things up, mm. and uh, you really, I mean, you got to be a ninja to pull off live coding <laughs> in front of a room full of people. Mm -hmm. So you know, Marcel Molina did it, um, and you know, because well, he's really good, but <laughs> I don't recommend it for just anyone. Put your code in the slide. And don't so don't switch back and forth between code and your slide, yeah. please. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think no, even Selena. for people like Ryan Bates who does the Railscast every week, or I don't know, he does like three times a week. I, I'm I just wonder how many takes he does before he actually releases a, a finalized product. Well, even uh, yeah, demoing the the app at the the open mic session, um, it was a live demo, and we figured out in the morning that we actually were going to be presenting, and uh, yeah, like. It's tough doing a live demo, and you know yeah. we only had five minutes, so what to put in into the presentation? And I, I could have spoke about Yeg site for you know an hour, <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, a couple of things like the resolution on the screen they had set up was uh, really low, and yeah, not fun yeah. for for yeah. a presenter. Open mic's one thing, you know. Actually, a really um, a really good example of how to do your code in a presentation was by um, Andrea from Chariot Solutions. It, mm -hmm. um, she like she put up the code and she like highlighted it and she like highlighted the line that she was talking about and she you know she'd flip through the slides and would show each section i mean the the presentation was 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 really good the actual presentation mm -hmm. itself was fantastic is that on the yeah. web there anywhere chris 
I don't, you know, they, they posted all their other presentations, but they haven't yet posted this one. Hmm. So um, that's actually under their, uh, if you go to chariotsolutions.com, it's under events, I think. I'll try to find a link to it. Hopefully she's put it up by then. I'll have to bug her. <laughs> Let's see. Um, what about the worst session? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, to be, to be diplomatic, I think I kind of like them all. <laughs> but uh, I know the worst thing about RailsConf, they had really good lunchtime, like mystery box sandwiches, but uh, maybe not for four days in a row. <laughs> you know, Did it's you kind of it? funny. They actually started out really well, but uh, a couple of days they were actually kind of soggy. Yeah, but, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, uh, I it was really have, good, though. Yeah, I do have to say there was... Um, I, I paid for the extra extra presentations on the you know the extra day. Yeah, on Thursday. And uh, yeah, the scaling rails one wasn't actually about scaling rails. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and you know half an hour talk about power plugs. No, thank you. Power oh, plugs. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. Is there? There's a lots of presentation about power plugs in server rooms. And all the different kinds of power plugs there are, and who, who what that cares? has to do with scaling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What that has to do with scaling rails, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> if you want to talk about like load balancer, you know, hardware boxes or something, that might make more sense. But <laughs> power plugs, I don't care about two twenty or one ten or. Well, well, they. I mean, they did talk about load balancing. I mean, the whole point of the the whole point of the presentation was, of this list of twenty six things that goes into a website. Two are your Rails application. I'm like, fine, I get that. But you know what? I'm here to see scaling Rails. Yeah, so you, don't don't to, tri- you don't have to spend a half you, an hour on each of the 26 <laughs> points. <laughs> you, tr- you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's honestly, it was a trick. You say scaling Rails, I expect scaling Rails, not uh, not everything else. But <laughs> they, they anyway, try to there were a lot of really good. Their hosting. <laughs> I, thought, I thought overall it was fantastic. Um, Especially mm-hmm. with just just hanging out with people, like I got to hang out with the Merb guys for a while, and uh, hack on Merb for a bit. Yeah, I think um, we're actually <laughs> going to try to have Ezra on the show soon. Mm. That'd be awesome. Yeah, and Z- and Zay Frank. Dave, we had Zay Frank on the show. <laughs> oh man, I missed it. Yeah, it was uh, like episode twenty eight or twenty nine. He made fun of us oh. too. Zay is. <laughs> he said it was well, like a like an awkward date. <laughs> talking about. <laughs> His keynote was uh, was amazing. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. He is so far out of our league. You know, it's like uh, it's like the geek trying to go out with a hot model. You know, it just it's not going to work. <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> so I guess uh, kind of getting back to the app here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Have you guys run into any kind of like major hiccups while you're while you're coding the the site or or getting ready to deploy it or any kind of um. Coding, we've had pretty good luck. Um, again, the name thing was a huge issue and concern for us, so that actually has set us back, um, you know, a, a little bit. So, yeah, just waiting for you know to decide on the name, and then now uh, deployment. We're just looking, like I said, some of the virtualization stuff. We're looking about trying to re-architecting that just for, um, you know, they say in the, in the, you know some of the the books and the blogs, you know, about uh, scaling that, you know, scale when you need to. And, uh, but, you know, it's just something we can't ignore just yet, and f- at least for us. And uh, so we're, we're just kind of, you know, down to the crunch and 
thinking, okay, well, what could we do at least one step closer to scaling for when we, you know, blow up huge? And <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think virtualization is uh, probably a, a pretty big one for allowing you to scale pretty easily later. Because if you move your database off into like a separate slice, you can, uh, like if you buy a second server, you can put Zen on that and just move it over to a bigger slice on the new box. Mm-hmm. And it's almost transparent uh, to all the machines on your network. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Now, have you guys looked into uh, EC2? Um, yeah, and I went to their, uh, their presentation uh, at RailsConf, and I, I stood there for about 45 minutes afterwards chatting with the guys and seeing if, if something like that would work for us. And in the end, I decided that I don't think it would work. Um, mm. For the storing of, uh, of larger files, um, like file downloads that, that people offer on our site, it would work. But um, Well, sorry, for S3. Uh, we were looking at uh, S3 for storage and maybe doing some EC2 oh. stuff. But, yeah, there's a couple things... Um, it just my my knowledge isn't isn't all there, but a couple of things that just made me a little nervous about it. Uh, the <laughs> fact that you don't get uh, a static IP, and I don't know, maybe that's I misunderstood what he was saying. But no, well, you're in luck. Yeah. We're actually going to be we're going to be interviewing uh, Mike Culver. Um, that's probably going to be our next podcast from Amazon Web Services. Okay, and so uh, that's some of the questions that we want to we want to ask him about. It's the yeah, because you know, we're we're pretty storage. sure they don't give you a dedicated IP, and that's kind of been yeah. a frustrating point. Yeah, like one of the their their showcase apps, um, they use Dyn DNS, and uh, I think they mentioned whenever they yeah get a new IP or something that their site is down for like a couple minutes, and yeah, yeah, that's just yeah, not good for a business. Made me made me kind of nervous. Um, if but they could, what, what, if they oh. could at least give you a static name. Like, if you were always guaranteed to be, you know, like, server141.aws.com, then you could at least set up a permanent C name to it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There's got to be ways to solve it. We'll find yeah, what, out Mike. What, what I did think um, what was pretty cool was that bandwidth, um, if you're on EC2 and you're using S3 storage, um, they don't count the bandwidth because they're in-network. Right. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that is kind of cool. Uh, but with their new, uh, their new pricing model... Um, it's definitely something to consider. They said the main reason that they changed their their pricing model. I mean, you guys will chat with them next week or whenever, but um, or next month, um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, they just some of their their pricing model changes for the storage and the accessing of files stored on S3 was because of uh, just the way people were architecting their apps, just pulling files on and off their their site and. They hope that this will encourage proper design of apps. I don't know. Mm. Be interesting to hear you guys grill them on it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So, hopefully, I mean, with the new site, um, you know, it's not going to be next month. It'll be. Uh, <laughs> we're going to try to get back on a regular release schedule here. Yeah, every two weeks or weekly, maybe even. Hmm. Awesome. So, I guess. Do you have any super secret things that uh, you want to tell our listeners about right here on the show? Uh, Well, I love when you you ask everybody that question and people try to avoid it or whatever. (laughs) And, you know, I wish I had something totally amazing to to blow everybody's mind with, but unfortunately I don't. Um, I guess just that we're announcing Eggsite, and it's, you know, kind of not super secret for us internally, but um, it's kind of nice to be able to... uh, yeah, announce something publicly and have 
you know, it's really our first public web app, so we're we're really excited. Um, but down the road, um, in terms of like, we do have other other web app ideas, of course, and and most of the the uh, ideas we have had um, will integrate with Yikes site um, either as a module or you know, kind of like how you see um, uh, Thirty Seven Signals apps. Uh, they're all kind of they can stand independent or they can uh, work together. So. Yeah, we almost made it an entire podcast without saying the actual <laughs> name of 37 Signals. Oh, well, we can uh, back it up. That's <laughs> no, cool. Uh, so was there anything I guess we missed that you wanted to cover? Uh, no, just invite anybody who's interested to uh, check out yikesite.com right now and um, should be launching next month or so. And I don't know, put in your email and we'll let you know when we launch. So you're expecting sometime around the beginning of July? Um, yeah, I think so. Shooting for it. Yeah, I mean, we we have uh, we have uh, clients to uh, to service, and you know, projects are ongoing. This is kind of um, yeah, something that we're doing in our spare time. Whenever, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, work hours, but whenever, yeah, we're just trying to focus on this, uh, but st- still maintain our. Keep our clients happy. So yeah. Uh, so this is your ten-hour week base camp project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show, Jeff. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Th- thanks so much for the for the opportunity. It's it's been an honor. Just a uh, cool. little little bit to psych you up here. Hottest. Remember, hottest. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to do that again? Absolutely. It's a standing <laughs> joke. Man. Oh, man. I don't know how I'll respond to that. <laughs> it's always interesting uh, to hear people respond to it. 